listeners, it's Wednesday somewhere, and that means that you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Today we continue our journey back to a time of flower power, grooviness, and most unfortunately, uh, a lot, uh, uh, it's a lot of Elvis movies. <laughs> now, the problem with Elvis is that Elvis can't act, but what happens is that he's super popular from the music and everything, and that boosts sales to his movies, and they think he can act, but and his then pelvis after G.I. Blues... Yeah, maybe, maybe G.I. Blues is okay, I guess. They do the logical thing and make a musical with the strangest premise I've ever heard of for a musical. Anyway, my point here is that we're talking about the 60s, and it was kind of a strange time. Maybe. Yeah. Sean, yes. did you just say Elvis can act? Is that what you said to me? No, I said his pelvis can act. Oh, there we go. Okay. You know, and that's, that's arguable, I, for sure. I think, I, th- I, think, yeah, I think it can do it. Pelvis uh, Presley. I'm, Uh, I'm, of course, joined via Zoom teleconference by Sean and Sonia. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Hello. What's what's going on with you guys? Anything cool? It's not as hot as it was. It is not as hot as it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, Woodstock out there. Yeah. I'm currently wearing a floor-length caftan um, Mm. made of complete (laughs) cotton, and it is... It's really the choice. It's the costume of the day, for sure. Mm-hmm. The costume of the day. It just absorbs <laughs> the chair I'm sitting in. You just need to get 13 more, and then you never need to wear anything else other than those. Why, you think I wear one a month, except for, except for one to <laughs> I one, meant like, for laundry? I, I meant like one every two weeks. Like Four one nine. in a two-week oh, rotation. Got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that you would wash them, is what I implied. But uh, yeah. you take that wherever you want to go. No, I will soil um, the caftan. I'm not afraid. Uh, As I mentioned, we are, of course, uh, continuing our romp through time to the 1960s. Uh, Every episode, we run out of time with stuff to talk about, so we're going to jump, dive right in. Mm -hmm. Guys, what's your favorite film from the 1960s? Mm. Well, it doesn't have to be a favorite. I know know working in absolutes freaks you out, Sonya, and I don't (laughs) want to put you in that. I know. That's one of your faves. Don't paint her in a corner. Um, Don't paint me in a corner. I would say one of my absolute favorite films from the 1960s is a film called Oliver! Exclamation point. Mm. Um, it is, it obviously has the best soundtrack of all time. It is bop after bop. Uh, just slang you. You can't argue with that. Um, there's like the performance of Fagin by Ron Moody. And I know that name's crazy. That but one I makes me flinch it. every time, I swear. I know, and I didn't mean to alarm everyone, but I will say it. <laughs> Um, but it's on the level of performance of like Miss Hannigan from Annie. Mm. Like he is doing so much and it's like the role I would love to play. It's so good. Um, and the scale of production on this film is like mind boggling. Um, which mm-hmm. we, I think she would talked about this before, but it's probably the lack of union support and just people being run ragged and, <laughs> you know, Extras having to push a baby carriage for 15 hours a day or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, I can't get over it. It's one of the best films ever, in my opinion. Um, and also, it was the um, last G-rated film that ever won the Best Picture. And, wow. and it was also the last musical that won Best Picture before Chicago in 2002. Like, 40 cool. years later. Interesting. So, so Sean, little, would you say... Would you say that when you watch that movie at the end, you say, please, sir, I want some more. Yeah, that's me demanding a sequel. I say, yeah, you just rewind that VHS tape and just hit it again. The, the only, dem- I honestly don't know why it was rated G, because there is a yeah. fatal bludgeoning scene. Uh, there yeah. is, you know, it. there's a lot of adult drama. I think this was just the it- 60s um, rating issue. <laughs> They're like, it has children in it. It's probably fine. Is it seen or implied? It is implied. Well, he drags her behind a wall, a little pony wall, and Mm -hmm. then just like bludgeons her behind there. So So you don't technically see it, but it's like, I see. I see what's happening here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't missed. Well, that's fair. Uh, Sonya, what about you? Well, as Sean alluded to there, there were a lot of really amazing movie musicals made in the 60s. Um, Which one should I talk about? I guess, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to pick Mary Poppins. Oh, oh, great choice. 
yeah, I mean, it's like it's not a it's not a hot take to say that Mary Poppins is an amazing movie, um, but it is, and uh, you know, it's one that I watched all the time as a kid. Like that's one that I would like rewind the tape <laughs> so that I could watch it again. <laughs> Roll um, the tapes again. Yeah, I. Oh, it's just so it's so good. Like it's funny because Mary Poppins in like sort of the original character was really mean Mm -hmm. but then in the movie julie andrews walks this line of like stern and very boundaried and like you know a bit harsh at times but also just brings this like sweetness and fun to everyone's lives in this way that i'm like honestly that's still a good life lesson like to try and find the good things and to find fun in everything and that that will make things easier like but this also, is, you have true. to clean up after yourself or you'll be punished <laughs> severely. No, Sean, okay. I like to ignore that part. <laughs> I ignore so, the other side of that coin. She is such a, a like, a dom, like, like woman. <laughs> For sure. For sure, if I'm dom. I sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone right now who's hearing this show, maybe in 40 years from now, is just frantically writing a dissertation on that topic well Uh, actually you just said that sean and i was like oh yeah that definitely awakened some things in some people for sure (laughs) oh yeah like wearing her little like um her little like uniform and just being like michael sit up sit straight or whatever yeah clean that up michael Uh, someone saw that and said this better not awaken anything in me yeah (laughs) they opened that purse and a lot flew out <laughs> a lot of issues uh, flew out. Well, a sidebar to this sidebar. Do you think that is still the case in the new film? Films? Are they making another? Mm, I don't know. They probably are still... making another. But I think that yeah. Emily Blunt gives more of a... She's more of like, I'm a sweetheart lady. Like, I mm-hmm. think she is doing her bit of a like, like, yeah. sit up, chap, sort of thing. But um, mm-hmm. she doesn't do it as... As harshly as Julie. Yeah. I agree. I feel our attitudes on how it's appropriate to talk to children have probably changed. True. <laughs> In that it's like, we get a bit uncomfy when we see someone being too mean. Just snapping um, on children, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly. Also, their dad, Mr. Banks, is is so mean. And that the mom is so distracted with that. getting the vote that she can barely pay attention to the children. Well, I'll tell you what, Which, that first wave of feminism, that'll really tear a family apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree a, votes for women, but, you know. Stay. <laughs> Only the white shot. upper class ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a fact that I love about this film is that in the scene where all of the housekeepers are lined up to get an interview and Mary Poppins just, like, blows them away, literally, um, all, of, all of those people were, like, stuntmen, just, like, in a, a dowdy drag <laughs> so they could, like, roll down the street. Uh, oh my god, I, I did not know really that. Really love. Yeah. That's so cool. Just I'm pop on a wig and then just get swept down a soundstage. <laughs> As you do. I'll As never you do. be able to see it the same way again. <laughs> um uh guys, I don't know if you've heard of this movie. I if okay, I'm 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 doing my stupid joke that I always do. If you haven't, I'm going to be upset. Um that is of course what I think might actually be my favorite movie of the 1960s. Which is a little 1968 film called The Odd Couple, mm. uh, starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Have you guys seen this? Okay, I actually haven't, but oh my god, I, 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 I see I'm them so both. Sorry. I've seen them both in many things. I just haven't mm-hmm. seen them particularly in this pairing. I've seen well, clips of it for sure. Yeah, and this, my, this is like oh, in my mind, it's grumpy year old, grumpy old man, but just they're younger. Is that true? Uh, well, that's that's a part of it. Um. It's very funny. I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't see this one first. Like, I think I saw Grumpy Old Men and Grumpy Old Men and other things out to sea. Um, but this is their original, like, th- this is to me their most quintessential pairing. And it's so funny because the characters fit the actors so well. Um, and it's, of course, uh, based on Neil Simon's The Odd Couple. So it does have the, like, play vibe Mm. right like where the camera sort of like doesn't move or doesn't move too much to sort of accommodate what is just like the play um he uh felix has this crazy apartment that's like 
a mansion-sized thing, and um, he uh, like there's no way it's real. Like there's just no way. Mm. Um, well, that's probably why he needs someone to chip in on some rent. That's right. Yeah, really. The, I, if I recall correctly, I think Jack Lemon's a bit more uh, just in need of help than Felix in need of help. But well, you know, who's to say? Um, there is this really great scene where they're inviting these two girls over and they're bickering and they're kind of like old men. And I think that's a vibe I bring to the party just because I always see them as older. Mm. And, uh, there's this great line, uh, about their fighting and Jack Lemon says like, well, how do you make gravy then? And Walter Matthau says, it comes when you cook the meat. And then uh, Jack Lemon just absolutely loses his mind. And it is probably one of the funniest performances <laughs> of all time. As these guys just, like, keep bickering while these girls come over. And, like, this whole, like, dynamic happens. And then they just go for ice cream. The pair of them. Classic. <laughs> um, it's so fun. It's so good. Oh, you guys, you gotta watch it. It's great. I should it's watch really, it. Really great. I'm getting vibes that those two would have just fit as a couple. Am I reading into this? Uh, I mean, it's it's not not there, Sean. Maybe. Maybe I just uh, always I read every Jack Lemmon character as like kind of queer because he's just like a campy little man. Fair, but I I don't know if I've ever. Uh... Now I have to rewatch them. You stuff. sent Jeremy into a spiral now. <laughs> well, you know, because I... Just the idea of constant the... bickering over a dinner party is like parties mm-hmm. I've been to. And they do mm-hmm. make you uncomfortable, of course. But Yeah, but uh, they do fill those roles. And I think they're playing with it. But yeah. uh, I don't necessarily think that um, Jack Lemon is necessarily feminine. But maybe he, maybe he is. It's not maybe that he's the... feminine exactly... I think it's something about the... He's just operating on a high level of hysteria that's, yeah. that <laughs> See, often, that yeah. leads to a, a neurotic queer character in mind. Yeah, it's like I agree. He's like character fussy. Descriptions. Like, mm-hmm. It's like like queer character descriptions that don't actually say it are like fastidious, mm-hmm. neat, like mm-hmm. uh, tidy, <laughs> yeah. F- yeah. Prone, to, prone to reacting or whatever. No. Um, but I would like to, to connect this, and this does not connect to our theme at all, um, but there is The Odd Couple 2, which was released in 1998, where the pair get together again, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, and go on a road trip, uh, which is really great and very funny, and I think might be the first, like, late sequel. You know, like, mm. uh, it's, I think it's 17 years later, 17 years after the the ori- the original takes place anyway uh it uh it also is really super funny and uh if you haven't seen watch watch both T- make it a double feature because it is great it's got to be more than 17 it's probably like 30 no no in the story it's oh i see years. i see yeah 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 like their kids are like 20 they're getting married it's this whole their kids are getting married that's the whole point is that oh cute which is again a very which grumpy is a plot man. point of grumpy old men yeah, it's all. Yeah, have you guys seen Out to Sea? No. Is it? Oh just, my God. Is it Grumpy Old Men Out to Sea, or is it? Uh, <laughs> kind of. Uh, Walter Matthau plays this sort of sleazy guy who bets on horses and has to get out of town, and so he they both go on a cruise trip, and uh, it's revealed that to get the rate that they did to go on the cruise trip, they're not on the cruise; they're working it as dance hosts. Wait, but, and it's uh, also Jack Lemmon. Yeah, 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 and it's not part of the same film universe because no, Grump, no, the plot no, of no, Grumpy, so the plot just... of Grumpier Old Man is he meets Sophia yeah. Loren and they all go on like a cruise. So they don't go on a cruise in. in they're, they're on a no, they're on a cruise. I remember cruise. They don't I remember leave, cruise ship. They don't leave Wabasha. No, Wabasha. <laughs> okay, well <laughs> then maybe I have seen Out to Sea, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> is Sophia Loren in it? No. Well, uh, what's her name? Wow. Well, yeah. I, another. Anyway. This is very confusing. Okay, we should we should move away from this universe. We're talking about the sixties on spoiler. I'm taking us away. Look, they take us home. Um, take us back. Another of my favorite sixties movies actually also stars Jack Lemmon, so this works. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen The Apartment? 
No, I have not. Uh, I don't think it's so. a it's a Billy Wilder film. It won five Oscars, which I feel like is pretty impressive, including Best Director mm-hmm. and Best Motion Picture, because it is very like quite a broad comedy. Um, basically, the premise is that Jack Lemmon is this kind of underling at an insurance company who's trying to work his way up the ranks. Lots of like early capitalism, interesting right. things going on. And part of the way he intends to do that is that he lets various managers at his company use his apartment as a place to take their mistresses and like forbidden trysts. So he has this like date <laughs> book of, <laughs> this like date book of all the different like appointments that all of his bosses have to like bring their ladies. And he falls in love with Shirley MacLaine, who is so charming and adorable in this movie, you guys. She has this little page boy haircut. She's so, 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 like, she just is magnetic. And she's the elevator girl at the company. And basically, there's this whole convoluted series of events. He finds out that she's been involved with one of the bosses, and so it becomes this whole thing. And it just is, like... It's, I mean, it's classic Billy Wilder, like, snappy, snappy dialogue, you know, ins and outs, madcap, physical yeah, humor. Yeah, this sounds fun. I want to watch. It's really mm-hmm. fun. And also Fred McMurray, who people may know from, like, the original Flubber, the um, Herbie movies, I think, like, the original ones. Like, lots of that 60s stuff. Maybe Chitty Chitty Bang? No, that's Dick Van Dyke, right? Yeah, that's Dick. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> he's a very that's 60s DVD. guy, but he's... He's kind of in this, like, lecherous role in this movie that's very different from sort of a lot of the other, like, sweet kind of wholesome things he's in. And it's really funny seeing him in that role. But, yeah, definitely would recommend. It's such a good movie. I would nice. love that to sounds watch awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Uh, Sean, do you have another fave from the 1960? The 1960? Um, as, yeah. as people say. Um, as yeah, we say. So I watched Funny Girl this week. Um, mm. and I lo- like Barbara is, I know that she was a nightmare on this, sh- on this set. And I know that things were tough, 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 but like just the first time we hear her speak and she's just like, hello, gorgeous. Like, hello, gorgeous. it sets, <laughs> hello, gorgeous, just sets the scene <laughs> for the whole thing. Her delivery of basically every line is so funny. And just like unexpected, like every time she's about to say something, and then she, you're just she's like, "You're gonna shoot my schwans," like <laughs> she's insane. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I love the whole thing. Is she's like, "But I'm so s- silly looking. I look ridiculous." Like, and then she's like, literally twenty two, and like, stun, stun, stun. <gasps> like so um, beautiful. Like the most, like impossibly beautiful. But mm. she's like, I look like a like a racehorse. I'm crazy looking. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> that makes the rest of us feel bad, Barbara. Right. Anyway. <laughs> and like such I... good songs, even though the recordings mm. on the film are different than most recordings that I've heard, like record, like grown up with, I guess. And so I kind of was like, when the song would play, I'd be like, pick it up. Like, why are you talking through half of this? I know you. that's not how you do it, but... Mm. Um, and I know that she made them record those songs a million times. But... <laughs> yeah. she, of course she did. Yeah, because she's, she's got some control issues. But anyway... The woman who cloned her film. own favorite dog? The one who cloned her dog and, and has, has a, a, mall a in shopping her center in her house. Yes. yes. The one that makes exactly. her assistant drive, like several hours to LA to pick up ice cream because she doesn't like things in her freezer. That's the one I'm talking about. That's the one. That's, uh, that's the woman. Yeah, no, that's... There you go. But again, um, if I had enough money, I would also live my life like <laughs> an insane dictator, so... Yeah. 100%. <laughs> would you? Oh my god. Actually, probably not. Uh, I probably not. Go that far. Yeah. I think a freezer is acceptable, but that's just me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you probably have like several chest-high freezers. You're... You're you're full dad. I don't. We have one. It was a housewarming <laughs> that's probably gift. Enough. I think it's. I think that's adequate. Um, no, and I, I respect uh, it in, in case the power goes out or something. You're you, you can feed your family. That's yeah. Um, have you guys seen the original Italian Job? Mm, like uh, I think so, but I couldn't tell you anything other than that Michael Caine's in it, and there are minis. 
that's uh, that's the poster. You nailed that whole, <laughs> whole part. Sean, uh, <laughs> have you have you seen it? No, I haven't. Um, this is I'm, a, I'm a big to... thing: is that everything you say, have you seen? I'm like, I haven't. <laughs> Same. I just, I'm just. But this I'm is just, why we feed off of each recap. other. This yeah. is true. Um, it's it is this really great uh, movie about these gentlemen who seem there seem to be eight hundred of them, as far as I can tell, <laughs> who plan to steal this gold in Italy. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember watching this, of course, after the Mark Wahlberg remake, which has literally nothing to do other than there are similar vehicles, and at some point in time, everyone's in Italy. End of similarities. <laughs> Um, but, uh, this may be, like, the most boring British comedy movie. <laughs> and that's saying something. It, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, it tediously takes you through all the steps that these men go through to get this gold. And, like, li- li- like there's a, a scene where they're ordering sandwiches or something. Some sort oh of food Oh my god. Order. At, like, it's just so crazy. And Michael Caine is so believable. And, like, it's all just him. It's almost like one take of Michael Caine doing all this stuff to get ready for this thing. And then, you, like, it builds up so much to this heist. And then they just kind of do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. Just minutia of fi- getting day-to-day things. Moment-to-moment yeah, then- work. Uh, spoiler alert! Right at the end, someone screws up, and they're all in a van celebrating, and the movie ends with them in this van, and it's teetering on a literal no. edge of the cliff, with the gold out the back. And if they all jump out, they'll survive, but they'll lose the gold. And no. that's when it zooms out, long zoom out, forever. It zooms out on it this zooms thing. out forever, <laughs> and. uh a part of me is like, oh, this is a, like this is a horrible movie. Like this is bad. That's so and the weird. other part of me is just like, oh, this is so it's so crazy. Like, is this whole thing just tongue in cheek? Like, is this like like the driest British humor for this hundred minute film? <laughs> like, just to troll you, is? maybe. Um, but it is really fun. <laughs> I do like it a lot. And uh, Michael Caine mm. is just giving you. Like a hundred and ten percent of himself. It's like he just like did four lines of cocaine and went out there, you know. Well, like he you, is holding. Michael you cast the cane. You're gonna get the cane. <sighs> they got it. They, Can they I? Get, it. Is this what? It, is this what he's like? We've got to get the gold. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. They talk very fast and like very like chummy, <laughs> and it's so weird. And I think a part of it is like the Britishness that I just don't mm. understand. Um, but being in the 60s, we've talked about the like 70s and 80s long sort of, I think in the, in the 60s, they're like, we're going to have these long shots, but something's got to happen the whole time to keep these people watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like you got to go, 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 go. Keep going. And, uh, it's just Michael Caine talking to an American driver that they've hired who refuses to say Piazza instead of, uh, you know, he says square and mm. they keep. Like going like piazza, and they like make a big thing of it again and again. That's it. That's the joke. Maybe and, that uh, yeah. Maybe that is like people were rolling in the aisles. Maybe, I mean. But they're Brits, <laughs> so they were like politely. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> right. They were not rolling. They were just <laughs> snickering. But internally rolling in the aisles, laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think somebody could watch this and just think it's the most boring movie of all time. I like probably would. I'm honestly, when you like, oh. told me when you this description does not make me want to watch it as much as the description of the apartment made me want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I respect Michael Caine's effort and his work. Uh, <laughs> he's fine. I'm know? not like, trying to take he, anything away from. Yeah, me. I just I just did a quick count here. And there are 31 characters in this movie. That's too many. Like, you have no idea who he's talking to at any point in time. When they steal this gold, each guy's getting 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, there is such a... Well, if anyone guy. manages to crawl to the back of the van to retrieve it... Well, you know, we'll never know. You have to make up the ending in your own mind. 
A literal what if cliffhanger? the Italian job, the remake, started where it left off? <laughs> like, with Charlize the Theron and Mark Wahlberg, like, sitting in the front, like, trying to get the gold. <laughs> with Michael Caine, like, green screen with Michael, in the back? With Michael Caine, oh my God. 400 years old, and also there. Yeah. You know, honestly, what I would like to see is Charlize Theron dressed up as Michael Caine doing Michael Caine. Like, that character. Mm. That good... I would pay to see. She can she can do Eileen Wernos. She can definitely do Michael Caine. I don't know who that is, but I think you're right. She was mon- She was from Monster. She was yeah. Oh yes, yes. I don't totally killer. Yes, <laughs> female I serial did not killer. Know her name. Yeah, I, I was thinking because didn't she do it in Bombshell too? She did um, Megan heavy makeup. Oh yeah, yeah. Megan. Is she Megan Kelly? Megan Kelly. Yeah, I kept yeah. trying to say Megan McCain oh, because yeah, now she I got Caine on the brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, and with that, Kane on the brain, uh, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Uh, you're back listening to Spoiler Alert. Today we're talking about movies from the 1960s in a very broad and narrow sense. Uh, but before we continue with our discussion, uh, does anyone know what time it is? You guys got the time? Mm. Well, I haven't thought of a time in years. Time. <laughs> it's game time, people. Oh. Don't mind me. I'm just doing a little fussy over here. There we go. Uh, for those who don't know, if the, you're just tuning in, the game is where Sonya does some fussy music, <laughs> and then uh, I spend uh, literally five seconds this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them what it's about. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. And we all have a great time. Uh, you guys, are you ready to play the game? I'm uh-huh. ready to play this game. Okay. This week's title is, of course, Clambake. That title again, Clambake. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I believe that this is about um, an annual state fair. It's obviously a 60s film. Um, mm-hmm. And a big, like portion of the fair is all culminating in the big clam bake that happens and people come from miles around for the big clam bake but then this year they um our main character who's like sort of he's helping out with the clam bake he's done it for years he goes to go retrieve the clams and they are all missing and so then him <gasps> and a small group of friends um try to quickly solve the mystery of who stole the clams while placating the entire town who is ready to revolt if there's not the clam bank. So there, it's under a, wow. a tight deadline. And also you get those clams out in the heat and they won't last very long either. So they're fighting against two s- separate clocks. Anyway, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Wow. Sonia? I think clam bake is... Sort of in the style of like bleach. Be- <laughs> Why is it so hard to say beach blanket bingo? Like teens, teens on a beach, not played by teens. By the way, they're all in their thirties, but they're, they're 40, teens. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and they're up to hijinks. They're up to some teen hijinks. Um, I feel like it kind of very loosely has a plot, but mostly is just about the various sort of small dramas of teens on a beach doing things that mm. make their elders anxious. Sexy teens on a beach. I understand mm-hmm. the genre. Great mm. soundtrack. I can already hear it. There you go. Uh, Sonya, you're pretty close. <gasps> uh, I, of course, I'm not giving you any points because God. you didn't take it far enough. Um, you guys, uh, Clam Bake is a 1967 American musical film starring Elvis Presley. Naturally. Oh, we should have. Uh, of course. I should. Yeah. Um. It. It's kind of crazy. I believe I watched it halfway and turned it off. Mm. I think that's what I did. Um. It's a. It's a classic sort of switcheroo tale where a rich Elvis character meets a guy and they decide to switch lives to see how things go. Um, Do they look the I same? Think it's, no. Hmm. Um. It's just two no, Elvises. Not it's that would. <laughs> That would be great. Um, it, uh, I think it's called Clambake because it kind of revolves, like it ends, the big act three is about these boat 
races. And uh, other than that, I'm not entirely that sure why. That doesn't really mean clambing, but... It's true. A lot of it does take place on a beach. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, certainly part yeah. of it. No uh, sort of cooking was select- appliances. That's fair. Uh, it was selected by B based on the fact that it was simultaneously, uh, it reached number 15 on the National Weekly box office charts when it came out. Uh, or no, this, this, yes, the movie did, yeah, not the song. Uh, and Elvis himself said it was his worst film. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was, uh, yeah, he really hated it. Uh, thank you guys for playing the game. With that movie, I didn't really care for. Yeah, you're welcome, Jeremy. There we go. I tried to do an Elvis, and it really didn't work. I was was too confident after my Michael Caine. Yeah, it was more Yogi than Elvis, but it still it still worked. (laughs) You got some, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was was good. Take some picnic Uh, baskets to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Elvis, get out of here! (laughs) Get out of here, Elvis. we're, of course, uh, discussing films from the 1960s. Uh, guys, what's your least favorite film from the 1960s? Okay, okay well, well, this is... Oh, yeah, you, you go. go. You oh, go. You we go. both start with... A, okay. okay so I was going to say... Old lookout. Um, there's not... Because if I'm watching a movie from the 60s, I feel like I'm loving it. Or, like, it's mm. been... You know, like, in later years, you kind of... You can see random-ass crap that you're like, this sucked. But I feel like you're, you have to seek it out if it's the 60s. <laughs> So True. I looked up a few um, bad films from the 60s, and I've got some titles that I want to hit you with. Mm, there's First, some, yeah. Let's go. Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill. Santa okay. Claus Conquers the Martians. The Incredibly mm-hmm. Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies. Mm. And, the other, and the last one, They Saved Hitler's Brain. Um, all, of these, <laughs> all of these sound nutters. Nutters insane. Yeah. Um, the only one, uh, one that I thought that I had seen was probably like I feel like like the Lovebug movies. I have seen those. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't think like I didn't even really enjoy them as a kid. I was it didn't make a ton of sense. But mm. maybe those are like maybe those are the worst. But also I don't know. Are they good? I don't think so. Maybe we <laughs> should revisit. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I feel like there's a huh? sheen of nostalgia over it all. Yes, I'm like a sheen of. Nostalgia. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, I watched a movie this week thinking I would like it that mm-hmm. actually was one of the fer- very first movies that Jer picked for the game on our mm. movie musicals episode, which is called The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, or in French, <sighs> Les Parapluies de Cherbourg, mm-hmm. with Cath- Catherine okay. Deneuve. Um, it's it's on Isn't... a bunch of lists of the best movies of the 1960s. Yeah. And guess what, y'all? I could not handle it. Wow. So it is in it is in a style of singing called recitative. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Which is basically the thing that everyone says about musicals, which is people just talk singing. Oh. Literally the whole movie. There is not a real song the whole movie. Oh, it's that's like, too much. Like it's. It's, 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 I don't know if it's just the mood I was in today watching it. I had to distract myself while watching it because it was starting to make me angry. You're like, I watched the whole thing. thing. It's only an hour and a half long. There's also not really a plot. She's very in love with this man. He gets drafted because France had the draft in the 50s, which is when it was set. He goes to war. She finds out she's pregnant from their one and only time sleeping together right before he goes to war. This older man comes into the picture that her mom wants her to marry. She sort of waffles back and forth for a while on whether or not to marry him. She does. Dude comes home from the war. She's not in the movie for like the last half of it almost. He's sad that she got married. He gets married. They see each other in a gas station one time. The movie ends. A gas station? That's literally the only thing that happens. It's very French. Yeah, it's it looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. The aesthetic was great. Everything uh, else I thought I it sounded really good. By. What's yeah. that Catherine Deneuve movie we watched for? Belle du Jour. Yeah, Belle du Jour. Is that? A and could I tell movie? you what happened in that movie? No, I could not. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> she also looked beautiful. Hmm. Yeah. 
Anyway, I mean, people should watch it and form their own opinions because maybe I'm just a grouchy. What does umbrellas have to do with anything? They, they own an umbrella store. It There's not a dance <laughs> number with umbrellas, and I think that's part of my disappointment. But there's Is, not a there dance, dance number, numbers? period. No. Oh, okay. An umbrella well, store. Uh... Yeah, I think you. I think you came looking for something else, Sonya. I did. I you... it, it did not give me what I was hoping for. Wow! Holy cow! I know. Whew, strong, strong feelings. I know. Strong feelings. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw another line in the sand here. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how you folks feel about it. Um, I, I understand this series of films prom, you know, prominence in the time and their importance. Mm-hmm. I will certainly admit that there are individual bits and jokes that I do appreciate and think that are funny. But Is overall, this going to be a James Bond film? It is not. Oh. It is A Hard Day's Night, Help, mm. Magical Mystery Tour, Yellow Submarine, and Let It Be, which is some of which the worst things I've title. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all five, all five Beatles films, 1964, 65, 67, 68, 69. And uh, I just cannot shake the vibe that it was like them standing there saying a bunch of stuff and then a guy editing that together like them thinking like oh it'll be really funny if you just say this and then they do it and that you know and uh you know there's so many really cool visuals Mm. and other things going on and of course the music is really great um but i always get so frustrated with the parts where they act. I just <laughs> can't. Fair. Well, you didn't I know that Ringo Starr is very trained in improv. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, maybe in a, on the drums, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the hole in my pocket joke is great. I yeah. love it. I think it's so clever. I think it's really like a fun, you know, solve and callback that you don't see coming. But, uh, uh, like, are they, are they acting? Were they awake when they like like what happened in some of these scenes do like you know do they just stand rigidly a hundred percent of the time until they're like finish their line and it's just so awkward i don't know do you have you guys seen any of them how do you feel about them i think i've only seen a hard day's night is that the one where they're like on tour and Uh, like a grandpa paul's grandfather yeah i think yeah yeah, I've seen that one, and I feel like it was pretty funny in my memory, but I think that's the only one I've seen. Are uh, all I, of them I, just, like, them being the Beatles? Uh, kind of? Mm. I'm not sure. Like, maybe, like, stylized versions of themselves? Mm. Um, I, I tried to watch Yellow Submarine, and I just can't. <laughs> just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I want to watch that one, but I didn't get around to it. Yeah, maybe uh, if yeah, you were like a teeny bop or like obsessed with them, you'd like to just get some eyes on there. <sighs> maybe. But... Um, yeah, no, it's just not for me. It's not for me okay. at all. At wall. At um, wall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, guys, what are the fil- some of the films you missed out on mm. uh, from the 60s that you were able to catch up, catch up on? So this is one I watched this week that I've heard a lot about, but I've never watched. And it's called Barbarella mm-hmm. from 1968. Nice. Um, so this, so the plot of it is a space adventurer named Barbarella, played by uh, the luminous Jane Fonda, is mm-hmm. assigned by the president of the Earth to retrieve Dr. Duran Duran um, for some sort of weapon reason. I, for, I it, like the, the story is weak but the mm-hmm. visuals are very fun very amazing she drives her spaceship is bright pink on the outside mm. the inside completely covered in fur um and just like it opens with like um her sort of doing a burlesque out of her spacesuit, like kind of floating around and like an arm comes off a glove not how space suits are probably assembled <laughs> until she's down to her complete nakedness. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing she's wearing is a wig the size of a house. And it's <laughs> really incredible. Um, the art direction and costuming and the music are like, really make it a very fun film to watch. 
But it's so just sort of episodic of her just like landing on a planet, getting in trouble, having a dangerous encounter that somehow rips all her clothes off and then someone saving her and then her getting back to the mission. Um, And um, it's just like, you know, I, I, I feel like it's kind of what you expect, but she, Jane Fonda is just really good and she's really, there's comedy moments in, in it. She's, um, and she's just so beautiful. And there are parts of mm. her talking about the earth. Like he's like, president of earth is giving her this assignment and he's like, you might need a weapon. And she's like, a what? Because mm-hmm. she's like, but we live in a pacifist society. Um, like what possible use of violence could there be? And he's like, I know we're dealing with these outer planets. And she's like, Oh no. <laughs> I wish so that's the earth we could look forward to. Pacifist Jane Fonda with big hair. I know. That's and then when so she man. encounters another planet, this, a man's like, how about I make love to you? And she's like, okay, but you know, on earth, all we do is take a pill and like hold hands. And that's making what we call making love. And he's like, no, not that. <laughs> it's like, wow. it's just so tongue in cheek of her being so extremely sexual, but being so just like, but on earth, this is, n- I, we don't acknowledge that I'm just a very average woman. Yeah. <laughs> that's- uh, it's and wild. It's it, a really wild film, but I like if I want something to project on a wall during a party, like this is the move. <laughs> like Please perhaps no sound, but it's just visuals, yeah. visuals, visuals. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Um and it is like a really great example of just the like crazy imaginationness. Uh I'll I'll contrast you in a few minutes here, Sean. But um the like the act of having a ship completely lined in fur like literally yes. the interior <laughs> is Roof, 100% like... <laughs> like everywhere yeah but you like you just know that that was like a guy who is like i like car interiors uh what it was what if it was fur what if it was everywhere like that's the like vision of the future which is just so like wonderfully incorrect <laughs> like, insane <laughs> disgusting <laughs> That fur would be matted. It's a spaceship, so for God's sake. <laughs> but, I mean, Sean, it's the future. There'd be guys who handle that sort of thing. Combers. Yeah. Shampoo. Come yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Sonia, what about you? Well, I also watched a movie from 1968 this week that I have, you know, heard lots about my entire life. And it's a little movie called Rosemary's Baby. Um, oh, now, this, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. Um, I'll just say at the top, it was directed by uh, notorious child rapist, uh, Roman Polanski. So I'm not going to lie, that was a bit of a hurdle for me to get over and be like, yeah, I'm going to just happily watch this. Now, what's mm-hmm. confusing is, I would argue that this is a highly feminist movie. And mm-hmm. is sort of addressing... A lot of anxieties about men's control over women's bodies, um, abusive relationships. Uh, It's very interested in its main character, played by Mia Farrow, um, in her feelings and thoughts and interior world. Basically, this is about this young couple moving into this old Victorian apartment building in New York, in Manhattan, um, which uh, was shot at the Dakota, which is quite a famous building. And mm-hmm. they have these elderly neighbors with whom they share a wall and can kind of hear into their apartment who, spoiler alert, are satanic witches. Um, Party. And basically, mm-hmm. uh, although Rosemary kind of is in denial about it the whole film, her husband, uh, in order to get a theater role, because he's an aspiring actor, uh, goes in league with the witches to basically uh, breed Rosemary with Satan to create uh, the spawn of Satan. And um, yeah, it it's like, it's a horror movie, but it's also kind of almost more like a psychological thriller in a way, demonic stuff aside. The, there just is this like air of menace the whole time. It has a bit of this, like 60s, 70s thing we've been talking about where some of the scenes are so long and you're just like, mm-hmm. 
okay, I, I get it now. <laughs> I, I get it now. Um, but yeah, really effective. Mia Farrow is amazing in it. Um, it's really interesting because she says this was one of her like most positive work experiences ever, which is just like really complicated when you think of like her relationship mm-hmm. with Woody Allen and like, you know, she's, she's never really spoken out against oh. Roman Polanski. So that's really complicated. Um, but then there are also all these other really weird connections. Um, so, uh, a, while this film was still in theaters, um, Roman Polanski's pregnant wife, Sharon Tate, was murdered by the Manson family in a stage-to-look satanic ritual. Um, so that's very dark, obviously, and also, like, she was pregnant with their unborn baby. Um, also, uh, John Lennon was shot out front of the Dakota. Um, so this building has, like, kind of this aura of darkness and mystery. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a very effective movie, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because Jordan Peele has said that it's one of his favorite movies and that he sort of took inspiration from it in terms of Get Out and that it sort of deals with gender in the same way that Get Out did with race. And I think you can really see that influence. Like it's, it's that same kind of quiet, gaslighty, psychological tension. Um, Mm -hmm throughout the whole thing but yeah it's ah it's a really good movie and i'm kind of mad that i like it well you uh, heard it here what? first sonia calls for roman polanski's charges to be no, no, no 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 that's, that's definitely not what she said i at call all. for roman polanski to be shot out of a cannon but i will begrudgingly <laughs> admit that he made a good movie yeah not a clown cannon a real one <laughs> no, really. um but sonia i do think you're right and i think that like a huge part of this movie is like the way that the like the Woodhouse couple is mm. portrayed, and that we see like the intentions that the others aren't aware of. Yeah. Well, mainly Mia Farrow's character, but um, I I do remember just thinking like of like the amount of craft that like went into the whole thing because it is just like this really really tight move, like mm-hmm. you know, and uh, um. I th- yeah, Mia Farrow is nuts in this. Like, she is, like, everything. Yeah, she's this, you know? like, ethereal waif with these big, unblinking blue eyes who just is, like... Yeah. She just is so innocent and, like, sweet and just trying to make it work with her very clearly garbage husband, but she just ignores yes. all the red flags. You're just like, this man is a narcissist, and he is also <laughs> clearly in cahoots with the evil witches across the hall, but... <sighs> you sold she your wants baby to evil She witches. wants it to be good so badly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a very interesting movie. Listen to your gut, more so people. than I expected. Like, truly, mm-hmm. it's, it's very true. Uh, you guys, this is kind of crazy because mm. the movie I was going to talk about is from 1968 as well. <laughs> That's just all three craziness. A great year for film. Um, apparently, um, so uh, this uh, I I was late to it in terms of I didn't watch it till I was, but I I have I saw it like ten years ago. Um, and that's, of course, 2001 mm. A Space Odyssey, which I think is on the same spectrum of Barbarella, but far, as far away as you can <laughs> No, be, I think maybe. it's about the same. No, I They're think opposite ends the of the horseshoe. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I mean, to talk about this movie is, is on one hand, like, oh, it's so good. I really like it. I think it's very cool. Um, at this point, it's been, like, shown and re-shown in so many different ways, so mm. many times. Like, there's the, you know, very 60s ending, which is just this slit-scan light coming at you for 40 minutes, <laughs> followed by a giant baby, you know? Yeah. And, like, in the first third of the film, we see, like, men use their first tool in mm. the throwing of a bone. Again, very famous things. Um I I really really like 2001, and I'm at the point of nerddom now. Uh, that oh, when you think I watch you're at the it, point of it. Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely there. When I watch it, I just have such an appreciation for the technical things mm. that they had to do to pull the stuff off. And um, there's like little tidbits in it, which is what I wanted to share that I really love. So. Uh, in the spaceship, which is this like big round thing, 
um, we see a very typical scene that we know of of the inside of a spaceship with all these little screens and stuff. And it's surprising how accurate these guys got it to what it becomes. But to pull it off, they had to physically build this giant thing and then put 16 millimeter projectors all over for every screen. Right. Mm. They had to have a little thing of film running. Um, oh and God. it's Kubrick. So each one has to be in sync or else you get a flicker line. And uh, two of them in the whole movie are out of sync. And apparently it kills. It killed Kubrick. That's what he died of. No, but um, <laughs> he talks about it as one of his biggest failures. That's absurd. And, oh, my God. Um, Talk about toxic perfectionism. Yeah. And there's debate now about whether or not they should fix it digitally because it's quite mm. easy to do. And, you know, like, it's this whole thing. Um, oh, that is, that is a wild yeah. thing. Um, I, there's just so many interesting things about this movie. I actually mm -hmm. took a class in university about it. We watched, like, 15 minutes of it a week. Uh, wow. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Um, but it was really fun, and it was a deep dive. And uh, y you should watch it. You, like, prepare to be bored, mm -hmm. but then realize that that's how you're supposed to feel. Mm. Or and, do what I do. Or oh. take an adult substance and watch it at the IMAX, and then it'll just melt your brain. Or I should watch it in 15 minutes, like once a week. Yeah, yeah. Until That's I get also through true. it, and I'm thinking about it. Well, what's that your, honestly what's your feels like such a good way to ingest it. Maybe I don't know. There are parts where you're like want to get through, mm. and then there's parts where you're just like watching something you don't understand. And can't comprehend for yeah. three classes. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> uh, but also super fun. You guys, uh, that's all the time we have. Oh. Oh. I'd like to that's give a shout out to the, to the Garys for these routine song, Manituna. My co-host, Sonia and Sean. Everyone here at CJTR and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and rebroadcast Thursdays at noon. It's available as a podcast on CJTR's website. And we're on Twitter at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye.